Hey guys, this is Shahan Kashafian, and today I have an amazing guest. He's the first guest to join the On with Shahan podcast for the second time. He's the man, the myth, the legend, the return of John McAfee. John, you're the best. Thank you for joining the podcast again. Well, thank you so much. I mean, what a flattering uh, opening. I, I, I wish I could say the same for yourself. Uh, although I will say you are a cute. A young man and probably have women lining up around the corner <laughs> for you and uh, if if janice ever divorces me please send me a few phone numbers <laughs> i appreciate that <laughs> it's a great way to start the podcast um john i just wanted to say that you were my first podcast and because of you it's kind of like exploded so thanks again for uh, for all Not of that problem. you are a popular man um so I want to start off, uh, last time we talked a lot about crypto, and there's so much more to John McAfee than just crypto. And so I want to touch crypto as well and blockchain, but some other interesting topics, a lot of the stuff you've been tweeting about. Um, so for the first question, what do you think about President Trump's impeachment? Do you think it's legit? Are these political games? You know, what are your thoughts about what's going on in the government right now? Well, I think it, it, it's the whole thing is a farce, and, and we should pay no attention to it one way or the other. Hmm. I mean, first and foremost, I mean, this impeachment process is a mathematical formula. We know this. We knew that he would be impeached in the House. We knew this. Right. And we know he will be um, set free in, in the fucking Senate. We know this. Why are we doing it? We're doing it because we do not have the courage to look behind the curtain and see what's really happening hmm. behind this, quote, elected government that we have, where presidents, for example, come in to rule the most powerful country on this planet hmm. for four years, eight maximum. Right. Do you know what full-time, lifelong employees of the U.S. government, employees like military general you know once you hit uh a colonel you're lifelong in the army okay and then the cia the same thing <coughs> these employees who are lifelong employees for the government and most of them i truly believe patriotic sons of bitches hmm. they um look at president's and our congressmen and senators, they have a word for it. Transience. Hmm. Transience. Right. And that is the truth of it, people. Let's get real. Information is the true power in this modern age, is it not? Hmm. Who in America controls information? And don't say Google, because Google really works for the entity that controls information, and that's the CIA. And he who controls information controls the world. Hmm. Because by selectively um, parsing the truth and passing to our leaders only those things which would guarantee a decision in one way or the other that are in favor of the CIA, the NSA, and our military intelligence organization. We're living in a police state, people. And our military and our CIA run this country. And maybe rightly so. God, 
does it hurt me to say that? Right. But seriously, a president who has spent their life in the political or even the business arena coming in to the Oval Office, and we expect them in this age of rapidly changing technology and social, political, and economic structures, in this age to be able to cope with the responsibilities? Fuck no, who could? And so who does? It is our lifelong employees within the military intelligence, the military command structure, and the NSA and CIA collectively as a patriotic group are doing the best they can fucking do. Hmm. But we did not vote them in, did we? We people need to look at the reality of our government and come to terms with whatever truth there is. And as one, 400 million separate individual sovereign people decide what the fuck are we going to do? Because we have to do something. Hmm. That's powerful. And and again and and piggybacking on what you just said, uh, another thing I've been tracking. You're like the f- the the first person I thought of of who I wanted to ask this question to. Uh, let's get into the Epstein stuff. Uh, you've been tweeting out a lot of interesting takes, um, and you had a recent tweet thread that you started with. We're looking for the wrong tape of the night Epstein hung himself. Try and find the video of Nicholas Tardigloni, Epstein's cellmate, being transferred to another cell prior to Epstein's suicide, as was officially claimed. It does not exist. It never happened. So talk me through that tweet thread and what the hell happened with Epstein. Well, keep in mind who I am. I am John McAdoo. I did start and found the entire cyber security industry, Hmm. that industry which protects people from threats from outside. In order to do that successfully, I had to be the greatest hacker on the fucking planet. Because if I cannot prevent a great hacker from coming in, then I haven't done my job. So first and foremost, I am one of the most experienced hackers in this world. And being one, a whole bunch of things happens. I know when I'm being hacked. I know when I'm not. Uh, and I know what's really happening. Hmm. Because I can find out anything. Anywhere, at any time. Do you realize that, that these organizations like Anonymous and so on, these collectives of hackers in, in 1990 were my enemies. Hmm. Not not from the heart, but from a business standpoint. My job is to protect the world from you bastards out there, and I'm doing a good job. Their job is to break through my defenses, because there were no other defenses at that time Hmm. other than McAfee antivirus. That was it. For two to three years, that was it. So I became the number one target (laughs) for all the hackers in the world. What a feather in your cap. Hmm. I act on McAfee's computer which I didn't mind. And over the years, it developed into a mutually 
I hold respectful relationship. Hmm. So that 20 years ago, I became one with the white hat hacking community. The people who are hackers but try to help law-abiding citizens trying just to live and be free. Yes, the white hacks, that's me. Hmm. I, I don't know where we're going with this, and I'm not sure I'm going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, your original question. It was about Epstein, your, your take on Epstein. Yes, my take on Epstein. Now, so the net net of that, that huge tangent you went off on about <laughs> my cybersecurity experience is that I got interested in, in Epstein. And and when I get interested in something, <laughs> I promise you, people, I will get to the bottom of it days, weeks, or months before the FBI. Because mm. I have an army of a half a million hackers, anonymous being some some loose collective of them and others, that if I seriously want to know something, are there audio tapes anywhere, for example, of what happened with any personality involved? Well, yes, fuck me. There are, oddly enough, were four people almost constantly <laughs> making audio recordings. Well, fuck me, that's, that's all I need. Then, you know, I get those. I parse them out to those that would be most capable of analyzing because oh, damn we're talking about whew, hmm. over 500 hours of recording i'm 70 or 74 i ain't listening to five minutes of goddamn recording without hmm. falling asleep not happening so did the analysis and came up with the fucking truth jeffrey epstein was killed by his cellmate hmm. nicholas Nicholas. Why? A whole bunch of reasons you choose a cellmate. And Nicholas, by the way, was a corrupt police officer in jail, charged with the murders of four people. A fucking police officer. Now, if I'm going to choose a man, and you bring me a thousand candidates, you know, and well, this guy, you know, uh, whacked 300 people in Afghanistan or whatever, and this guy's an ex police officer. And, uh, you know, he's just whack poor people. Bring that motherfucker to me. He's the one. Why would you choose to sell me? Because number one, you might think, which did not happen, oddly enough, but people planning this, and I would have thought too, fuck me. They're going to do some DNA evidence on this motherfucker. Mm. It's Jeffrey Epstein. Right. You know. Well, how are we going to handle that shit? Because really... DNA evidence is so goddamn sophisticated. If you just walk in the cell and sniff the air and leave your goddamn DNAs in there, I'm sorry. So, no. So now you whack him. Of course, your DNA is all over the body because it's all over the fucking cell. It's on the toilet seat, it's on the ceiling, it's on the bed, it's on the goddamn floor. Hmm. Wherever you shed skin, hair, or touched something, there's your DNA. Was hmm. that not clever? Now I'll be releasing names <laughs> and dates very shortly oh, <laughs> of people who planned this motherfucker. They sell me children. Now, 
how are you going to get away with this? Let's assume I'm the architect of this nightmare. And, and that this is nothing new to me. And I promise you, it is nothing new to me, having been on the rabbit end of this chase for most of my life. Let's assume I'm the architect. All right, whoever does it, you know, you know, they're going to do some serious fucking sort of forensics on this. It's a goddamn Jeffrey Epstein. They already gave us a quarter million dollars to whack this motherfucker. We got to do it cheaply. Let's do it. Uh, let's make sure the cellmate. The cellmate does it that way. Forensic evidence doesn't give anybody away. There's no goddamn loose ends, no question. Everything is fine. Then someone goes, lovely fucking idea. But Chief, what about, what about the goddamn uh, CCTV cameras? Yeah, well, you know, I thought about that. And I got a friend up in um, uh, company uh, XYZ Security, and they're going to fuck with those cameras. Turn the time. Don't worry, it's all coming. Then hmm. someone goes, uh, but, 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 but Chief, I mean, how, how is he going to kill himself? Yeah. You know, Chief goes, listen, I, just bear with me here. It's, um, first of all, we know he's not allowed to have sheets in his hmm. cell. So we've got to come up with a reason for the sheet to be there. I got that covered. Trivial. Now, the, unfortunately, the only thing he can hang himself from is the bunk bed. Uh, admittedly, it's only five feet, seven inches tall. And Jeffrey six feet, but let me handle that shit. The cameras, they're going to be off. Well, how are we going to get the murderer out of the fucking cell? Ah, hmm. uh, this is where it comes in so clear. Well, we, we move him out of the cell before the suicide. Hmm. And then some idiot at the end of the day goes, but, 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 boss, heffy, uh, boss, uh, how? Is he going to kill him if we move him out of the cell? Ah, the coroner is in my fucking pocket. Mm. And when he does the autopsy, the one field he will not fill in. You're cutting your head off. You're cutting what? your head off. You can see you were cutting your head off. You were just mouth. Was I grossing people out? Janet said it looked like I was no. chopping my own head off. No, it looks okay. It looks okay. okay. Well, fuck this. Doesn't matter. No. <laughs> no problem. Sorry, everybody. No, no so, problem. <laughs> let's continue this discussion. So someone at the end of the table goes, but the boss, I mean, uh, listen, if we, if we take him out before the suicide, how is he going to do it? Boss is out. The coroner. I have the medical examiner in there. He has promised not to put down the time of death on the form he is required to fill out. Just forgot it. And people go, well, fuck me, is that not brilliant? That means that everybody's alibi fucking works. Because he could have been built any fucking time. Now, you think I made that shit up? I did not. The medical examiner did not write in the time of death. One of those rare cases, one out of a thousand, where a brain fart was snorting too much methamphetamines, you're getting too many blowjobs from your secretary prior to doing an autopsy. I don't fucking know, but it's rare. And nevertheless, 
no matter how rare it may be, it fucking happened on Jeffrey Epstein's death. Mm. Well, being, being a very simple-minded motherfucker, and therefore I believe almost anything that people tell me, I, I go, well, that sounds okay. That sounds good to me. But in fact, people, you and I know, it does not. And we therefore have the murderer, Nicholas, his cellmate, a mafia member, a police officer, and a suspected murderer of four people. And that's why he's Jeffrey's cellmate, who was, by people's descriptions, moved from Jeffrey's cell sometime on the night, the last day Jeffrey's seen alive sometime on the night, into another cell. And yet, there is no video of him being moved prior to Jeffrey's suicide. Hmm. And all videos just before and after, somehow, those goddamn cameras malfunction, and there's nothing. Hmm. God damn it, wake up, people. Do not let this happen. Hmm. Don't just shake your heads and say, oh, we're lost, because if you do, we are. Right. But that means your children were also lost, and your grandchildren, and everybody's children and grandchildren are lost because you, America, refuse to stand up when standing up was all that was required of you. Hmm. Fuck you people who still sit. Hmm. Shame on you. Shame on you. Yep. And uh, so many, I think the way that you broke that down, all the missing pieces that I had, you put together. Um, last time you asked, answer the alien question, the Epstein question. There's so much good stuff here. Another big topic that you talk about is, or like that I want to know is what happened. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But the alien, I don't remember the alien question. Was, that the, Mark, that? was that the Mark Zuckerberg thing? Because I answered yes. Definitely. No, no, you said it did exist. No, no. You said aliens oh. exist. And you said, I asked you, do UFOs exist? You said, forget about UFOs. Let's talk about extraterrestrials. And you said that they exist, and then you talked about how there's secret organizations that are like kind of keeping this stuff. Um, um, he is, in fact, an alien, um, but, but a nice one. I, I think he's doing very little harm, and we should just let him be. Anyway, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. Uh, the next question I had was it cut off a little there, so um, not a. <laughs> so, anyways, what happened between you? What happened between you and Joe Rogan? And why can't you go on this podcast? I'm like, what, what is the background behind that? Okay. Now, you know that, <laughs> that both... Okay. Yeah, okay. I'm going to be frank with you. Uh -huh. uh, the rumors are true. I mean, both Joe and, and myself, we, we were at one point, and one of us still is, homosexual. And, and we met, um, I don't know, it was in South Beach, Miami, uh, 2007. Um, we had a wonderful fucking time and I thought it was real. I thought, you know what? That bastard is sincere when he says, I love you. Hmm. But he turned out to be just like every lying 
bitch. No, he did not love her. <laughs> he, had, he had some young lover in Las Vegas. <laughs> that prick, that motherfucking prick. I mean, after I did all those things for him that I've never done for any man, ever. <laughs> so, no, <laughs> listen, <laughs> that's my problem, okay? And you have to talk to Joe about it because <laughs> I've already, I have bared my fucking heart, Joe. I mean, after all these goddamn jurors, and you know how many people, I mean, admittedly, I've only got a million fucking users, you goddamn prick, and you own the fucking world in podcasts. Nevertheless, my people say, go on Joe Rogan. Well, how can I when you have never fucking apologize for that incident in Kansas goddamn city <laughs> with that goddamn transvestite, all right? When you apologize for that, Mr. Rowan, I would be happy to come on the podcast. You're here to hear, Joe. You have a lot of... <laughs> <laughs> You have, a, you have a lot of you have a lot of apologizing to do, man. I don't know if it's ever gonna happen. Uh, yeah, listen, I don't, I don't, I do not run a podcast. But listen, if I were you, and I wanted to increase my following tremendously, I would just take that Joe Rogan rant yes. as a separate clip and oh, yeah. do that. If you do that, I will retweet it. I Thank promise. you. If that don't go viral, well, mother, <laughs> you know, that, that, uh, that sexual elf that turned green on command is nothing compared to this, all right? That's right. So I heard, I also heard that uh, the, you like the On With Jahan, this podcast, more than the Joe Rogan experience. Is that correct? Oh, fuck it. I mean, listen, Joe. Gonna get that goddamn apology because you know what I fucking went through with that goddamn transvestite. <laughs> I mean, you asked me to do things that seriously I cannot even tell my fucking priest. So no, I want a goddamn apology. Until uh, then, all podcasts, Joe, are superior to yours. Yeah, that's Have right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, my friend. I've got to run. Okay, okay, sounds good. Thank you so much, John. It was a pleasure. Bye-bye. All right, bye. -bye. All right, bye.